Welcome to the Blake and Krista Show. I'm Blake. And I'm Krista. And you're listening to the Blake and Krista Podcast. All right, guys. So welcome to the show again today. We're going to do this as if we don't do it every week and you don't know who we are, but I am Blake. And I'm Krista. And uh, welcome to our our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, go over, hit the subscribe button, hit the little bell notification so you get notified every time we post a video. Uh, today, this topic, we're going to talk about uh, the Great Commission a little bit, give some numbers and some uh, statistics. It's based on studies of uh, missions movement. And uh, we're going to title this the Matthew 24 Mandate. Uh, this is something that's close to my heart. It's close to Krista's heart. Uh, we look at the gospel oftentimes from a missionary uh, perspective. The gospel, uh, the Bible itself is a missionary book. Um, and so we just, our hearts have always been extended towards missions movement. Um, our heart is with the local church. Uh, our pastor said something that I like to echo that, that the local church is still the most important institution on the face of the earth. Um, I love that saying. I love that quote. I agree with that. Uh, there's something to be said about raising up ministers and, you know, training the church and the apostles and the prophets and the pastors and the teachers and the evangelists and the fivefold ministry. And I love what God is doing in the regions around us and in America in general. But there is also a heart cry and the call of God to go into the places where the gospel is not being proclaimed. We follow a few groups, uh, that do this. We follow Open Doors USA. We follow Live, the Live Dead movement, which is out of the Assemblies of God. We follow uh, even closer than all of those FAI. the the FAI Frontier Alliance International uh, Ministry. And we encourage you guys to go on there and look up those ministries. Uh, follow those pages. Put the notifications where you get notifications on those things. Open Doors. Uh, Live Dead and FAI. Now, there's many other movements out there, but these three are the ones that are on our radar. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to share a few scriptures today, and then we're going to talk about some numbers. But I think it's safe to say that we both share that. We, yeah. you know, as we look at our life, you know, most of the time, if we're honest, it's not a call to pastor a church here. It's more or less a call to D- do and go and see works, additional works and faith grown. Yeah, we're places where it's not. Um, so that's that's just the, the I guess, the where we're going with this. So follow along. Matthew 24, uh, verse 14. I, I want to open it up. And I feel like this this video, I can even feel it. It just has a different feel to it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just, it's different. Uh, I like it. <laughs> I'm looking at the camera more than I'm looking at my wife. I feel like I'm preaching here. Well, that's it. I mean, that's that's probably why it feels a little, a little different. Yeah. And, and maybe more enjoyable because these are the things that like, when we really get into deep conversation about the Lord and the Word, and like a lot of it is is about like going into Scripture like this and dissecting it and then applying it to us in our lives and then today's yeah. world. So, and we just did our, the the previous episode was on marriage struggles or how we navigate in our marriage, uh, and we talked about vision and uh, you know what the Lord being on the same page. Uh, some of you guys are growing businesses or you're just kind of raising kids and you're doing your everyday nine to five. Um, when it comes to our life, this is where our eyes are. Mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say uh, we've done Uganda trips. We have the ministry with Condi. You're going in a few weeks here. Uh, we haven't released the dates yet just for 
uh, security, <laughs> spiritual security reasons. But uh, yeah, we've we've always had our eye on that. So I want to give you our perspective on this, and we're going to title this the Matthew twenty four mandate, the Great Commission. Uh, Matthew twenty four verse fourteen, Jesus said this. He said, "In this gospel of the kingdom." will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. And I've had this conversation with friends before, and you look across the landscape of the earth and you go, you know, how bad does it really have to get, Mm -hmm. you know, in order for the Lord to come back? Like, it's crazy out there. You look at, like, just current events on a global scale. And have you ever asked that question, like, Lord, how, how bad does it really have to get, you know, for, for you to come back and write everything and just, you know, bring your judgment or whatever? And this is the one place where the mandate stands out. He gives a he gives an answer. Then the end will come. Uh, this gospel shall be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. And that's pretty yeah evident. Like you know, nothing really needs to take place until the gospel is preached. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give some st- uh, statistics. But the next one is Romans fifteen twenty. Uh, the apostle Paul said this, and I love this. This you know. And we've we've come to the conclusion that this is a call. Yeah. You know, a lot of people feel called to, like I said, raise up businesses or disciple people regionally. But if everybody that heard the gospel never went outside of the, you know, five mile radius that they got saved in, they just kind of started kept living their life, mm-hmm. uh, then then a lot of people die without hearing the gospel. Yeah. And the Matthew twenty four, fourteen mandate does not Come to pass. And I've learned, I don't know if it was who it was, you, maybe someone else with us in this conversation recently, but you might be listening to this or reading this, and you might be in a a situation where it is not physically possible for you to go into the nations and share. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are those that, remind me, there are those that send, see, pray, pray, and send. send, and go. Yeah, so if you can't go, okay, then you can at least link up with missionaries that are on the field and actively like and strategically get their prayer yeah. requests and pray for them, uh, and then also financially sewing. And then then you can sew, right? Okay, so I t- I tend to take that you know in this example or in this conversation and think about how it might apply to people who are not in my current health or you know physical state or maybe even like you might be healthy but you're taking care of a disabled person or you you know so you can't physically go there are ways in which you can be still be the hands and feet yes. of the lord yeah and be that yeah, witness some, yeah some are going to go uh and I think it's a call I think mm-hmm. you know if your local pastor is called to pastor a church he is very much needed um if there's an apostle or prophet or evangelist they're very much needed but we can't we can't deny the fact that missionaries are are needed. Maybe I don't want to say more, mm-hmm. but just as much, yeah. uh, you know. And so, if you can't go, then you can definitely yeah. pray for, get involved, so financial help. I know a lot of missionaries are always needing more financial help. They they go and do certain extents of time on the mission field. And we're talking when we talk about like the unengaged. This gospel shall be preached as a witness. We're talking about the the places in the earth where there is no proclamation of the gospel, like they're, they're unengaged people groups. And I'm going to go into that uh, soon. But yeah, it's a call because we recognize even with our families that, and even friends, like they kind of scratch their head and go, ah, just it's kind of radical. It don't it, it don't need to be all that, you know? Like uh, 
And so that's where we yeah. can understand. No, this is a, this is a, this is a, a personal call that the Lord puts His hand on you and says, "I'm calling you to this." Right. Yeah. Right. It, and that it has to be that strong of a call for you know you to be able to 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 walk it out and walk it out with peace and with yeah. you know, joy in doing so. You know, if you're if you're do, if you don't find that peace and joy in it, then it might not necessarily be be the call. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It yeah. doesn't mean it's going to not, you know, put you out of your comfort zone at time. It doesn't mean it's not going to create like moments of that, you know, uncomfortable fear. Yeah. You know, where we're used to the luxuries, we're used to, you know, some things that you haven't ever experienced. They're, those are all uncomfortable things, but you can still have peace and joy in them. And that's only going to come from the Lord. And that's only going to come from if this is a true call on your life. Yeah. And it won't leave you alone. I can testify yeah. to that. This thing yeah. will not leave you alone. The call of God on your life, whatever area it is in, it's it's not going to leave you alone. It's going to pursue you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to convict you. You know, I'm reminded when Paul said, "Woe is I if I don't preach the gospel." You know, uh, you look at Jonah. You know, the call of God on Jonah's life was to preach to the Ninevites, and he ran. Yeah. And that calling pursued him even into the mouth of a whale. And God, essentially, I'm paraphrasing, but you're going to preach this gospel, Jonah. Yeah. So. Uh, Romans fifteen twenty, Paul said this, and I love this. He said, and so I have made it my aim to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, unless I build on another man's foundation. So the apostle Paul always had his eye on, okay, where is there in the earth? Where is there around this region that Christ is not being proclaimed? I'm going to those people. He said, I make it my aim to preach the gospel where Christ is not being named, unless I stay around here and I build on somebody else's foundation. Okay. Right? Uh, and then the Great Commission Matthew 28, uh, 16 through 20, verse 16, Jesus said, or the Bible says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. In verse 18, Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am always, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. And so Jesus was literally sending out right there the Great Commission. Go into all the nations, baptize them, teach them to follow me, teach them the commandments of God. And no matter what you go through, I'm always going to be with you. And so when you're walking in the word of the Lord, you don't have to doubt, is, is this God's calling? Is this God's will? Because he says, I'm going to always be with you mm-hmm. when you do this. So this, the first study, and we've talked about this a thousand times. And I, I love this number, but also this number convicts me. And those of you who are listening to this, if you have a missionary call in your life, then these things convict you as well. Uh, it, it's, there's, so there's roughly 7.75 billion people on the earth, right? This is according to the Global Frontier Missions Org uh, study. So let's just say roughly 7.5 billion people on the face of the earth, there is 3.23 billion living among, there's 3.2 billion that are unreached people groups. Okay. Which means there's 3.2 billion people who do, do not know the name of Jesus. They, they, they do not have access to the gospel. There's, there's, they're unreached. They're unengaged. Yeah. They would have to go miles, countries to hear the gospel. There's nobody around them proclaiming the gospel. Okay. So that's a little less than half of the world's population. Think about that. Now, we don't think about those things in Western America yeah. because there is a church on every corner, mm-hmm. okay? But 
the gospel shall be preached as a witness to the nations and then the end will come. If we look at it from that standpoint, something stands up in us and goes, you know what? Wow. Little less than half of the world's population does not hear the gospel like I hear it. Where can I go and proclaim? Yeah. You know, doesn't that, that number yep. just kind of sober you? It sobers me. And then it also, just honestly speaking, it also creates some, dare I say, anger that we have it so easily available here, mm-hmm. yet it's so um, taken for granted and discarded. And, you know, like, it, it, that's what it... I love it, to hear you say that. It may, why? <laughs> it's just it's just right. Well, because, well, you know, and so that's that's typically what I think, which is like, do what I can around the people I'm around the most, you know, and... And we should, and there shouldn't, you know, shouldn't be, we should stop trying to do that in our own cities and states and countries. But what I hear here is like, you know, we have it so easy that, you know, there's no persecution in the United States yeah. to share the love of Jesus, to learn about it. If you, you walk out your door and yell at you, you know, you're not going to get arrested or killed in other countries you do. So anyway, I just, you know, I think about how many people don't um, and how easily we have it here not to, not to sidetrack on that. But um, yeah, and, I mean, no. this is me preaching to myself too, like how much I can go and do more in my own day to day that I don't. But yeah. 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 I think the anger is, is a good thing. It's a holy, it's, it's, it's the holiness of God because I think about it like this, you know, Hebrews speaks about a great cloud of witnesses. Mm-hmm. And I think about Jesus on the throne. I think about all the people that have died before us and the martyrs that have given their life for the gospel. The thing that we we don't, but we can sometimes take for granted, mm-hmm. right? And I think about them who gave their life for it. And I, I feel them watching me. I can feel Jesus sometimes watching me and the great cloud of witnesses watching me. You know, and in Revelation, it speaks about the martyrs, their blood, Right. And there's martyrs saying, how long, O Lord, will you revenge our blood on the earth? Mm -hmm. And Jesus says a little bit longer. There are still more that have to die. And what and I can even feel the presence of God right now. I I, I hear that. Mm -hmm. I can feel the great cloud of witnesses watching us. I can see that scripture. And then it makes me do a look around around my life and go, man. Like, am I leveraging my life? Right. For this. Like, I don't want to get there like Pastor always says, and Jesus is acting funny, you know? And all those martyrs are standing there looking at me going, Blake, this call was on your life. There was enough pastors in your region. There were enough apostles. There were enough evangelists. I needed somebody to go where where I had not been named. Right. And not a salvation issue. I want to make that real clear. It's not where I'm, you know, God's going to be like, uh, you know, you're not saved, but it's a a call. So uh, that, that number always... Yeah. Convicts me. Half, almost half the world has no access to the gospel like we have. The next one is, uh, you know, that America only makes up 5% of the world's population. Okay. That's according to World O-Meters org, organization. They do these numbers on, on the world's population and, and different parts of the earth and where the population is the heaviest. America only makes up 5% of all of the world's population. 5% of that 7.7 billion. Yeah. 5% of that. And we look around and we're so, you know, we live in America. There's so many people around. And I'm thinking, man, I, you know, whatever. But America has 323 million. The world has 7.75 billion. That's how small 
America really is. Mm-hmm. You know, and you think about how much access we have to the gospel here in America and how many people are really on the face of the earth. Like when we when I fly into Africa, uh, I, I think like that. I go, yeah. man, the world is so big. So much bigger. You know, when yep. you're 30,000 feet above the air and you can look down and see like Lake Victoria mm-hmm. or the Atlantic Ocean and you go, man, I'm just a speck. I really am. The world is so big and there's so many people out here who do not have it like I have it. And it convicts me. Something stands up inside of me and says, well, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, and then the third one is uh, 80% of the world lives in areas where religious freedoms are highly restricted. Now, that's according to Fox News. So all you CNN people, don't throw that away. Do some research. Don't say that's Fox. I ain't paying attention to that. I know who you are. I know you're watching. But 80% of the world lives in areas where religious freedoms are highly restricted. And so I think about those three statistics. Half the world does not have the gospel. America only makes up 5% of the world's population, so I don't want to live in a bubble. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I really don't. you know. And then I think about 80% of the world lives in areas where religious freedom, whether you're Muslim, Buddhist, Christian, Jew, uh, whatever, it's highly restricted. Like You're going to have to follow whatever the government, the powers to be in that region are telling yeah. you to be. And 80% of the world, honey. Mm-hmm. And so that makes me look at my life and I go, man, am I leveraging my life? You know, Pastor raised the question a couple of weeks back in a sermon. He was talking about, you know, you don't want to look back when you're standing there in front of the Lord and everything that you ever built, your legacy, so to speak, mm-hmm. you look back and it was not going to continue to abide after you were gone. Mm-hmm. And I think about that, like, why are we building what we're building? Mm-hmm. What is the end goal? You know, if you're running a business and you're raising up, you know, a business or you're doing the American life, the American dream, like, why are you building it? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point in it? Like, mm-hmm. are you leveraging your life if you're a Christian to send people to the mission field or, or ask God the question, God, are you calling me to the mission field yeah. to go? And so, or to be involved, you know, to partner to, because I did that for many. I mean, we still do. We, mm-hmm. I mean, we partner with those that can be on the mission field full time, uh, yeah. partner in prayer, partner financially, part, you know, because, you know, they're sacrificing the normal mm-hmm. American life to go and do that. And yeah. Yeah. So it is a call. Um, I want to say that it, it's something that turns in us. Mm-hmm. It is something that we, there is some friction with our families about because I think the end game for us is eventually being in full time ministry, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, and to where we're actively spending some time on the field. Now, it may be months or years down the road, but I want you to think about those as you're watching this video and, and ask the Lord. Lord, are you speaking to me about getting involved in missions or even becoming a missionary? Uh, if you're in your younger years and you're not married and, and there's really nothing going on, you're just kind of doing things, uh, ask yourself, you know, does the Lord want you to serve? And not in the places where, like we go to Africa, right? But Africa's not unreached for most parts. Yeah. Like Uganda is heavily populated Christians and we go there because our friend is there and we help his ministry. But there are places in the earth that are the hard places, and they're the last places. Mm-hmm. They're the unreached places. Mm-hmm. They're the Matthew 24, 14 places. Mm-hmm. Then the end will come. They are the half the world has no access to the gospel places. Mm-hmm. India, the Middle East, uh, you know, places. I think Russia is up in there in, in northern parts of Russia and all that. So ask yourself, Lord, would you have me go? Lord, would you have me, would you have me financially sow into a missionary's life? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think if your church is not... Um, doing something missions, sending missionaries, 
providing financial means go, for missionaries. Go find one that is. Go find one that and is join, and help them yeah. or even start one up in your own church. Uh, I'm not saying go join that church. You can go with that church. Join that movement. Yeah. 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 But I, I know I did most of the talking on this one. So, uh, Well, I mean, I know it's a big passion. And you, you asked me one time, I guess recently, about Africa and going and you know, our work there with Condi's ministry and kind of the path that we're creating for anyone that's in our area, region, I mean, really U.S., that's connected yeah. to us, like helping to kind of bridge the path for others to go there. And you said, um, when someone asks you then, Krista, you know, are you called to Africa? Yeah. Um, and the truth is, is that, you know, I think my answer was, well, I know my husband is called Mm-hmm. And I know that I have my place, and that is yet what I am further you know, seeking the Lord seeking on, seeking the Lord on, and having the Lord to to show me. So, um, I take that as like you can have a you can have a strong call, like like Blake's explaining um, that the Lord doesn't leave you alone about, or you can even have a a small one. That I've had for many years. I mean, even before I met Blake, I've been on mission trips. I think we talked about mm. that before. I was a really bad missionary. Um, <laughs> meaning, like, I didn't know what I was doing. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, pro- I might still be a bad missionary, but. Um, There's the part we can use for the intro. I was a really bad missionary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or you have, like, you know, small seeds that have been planted in you over time that, you know, have, have just gotten lost because there are other things have gotten in the way, like work or kids or whatever it might be. Um, you, you can still go and it doesn't have to be full time or you can find organizations that are there on the ground and, you mm-hmm. know, and pray, like I said, pray for them, even if it's not financial or just be involved, watch them. And like, you know, there's, yeah. there's so much that, that can, can be developed from that. Right. Yeah. So like, even if you, you are a younger, um, person watching and you don't have the obligations and you can go like, yes, go, I, I encourage you just to. You know, yeah, go for those, like, let me just see, you know, and yeah. like, see what that, lo- and it might not be, you don't go again for another 10 years, but, you know, maybe just that one seed is all that the Lord needs to to grow it in you. Um, yeah. I mean, locally I wanna, too. I want to say this because I, I can I can feel, I can hear the missionaries that are in the unengaged places. I want to say this for them. I can feel you guys, if you if you do watch this, uh, missions, not as in going to paint a church building or, oh yeah, or, or whatever, like, like we're, like missions, like a couple months on the ground, places where they're unengaged. Totally pray about this, fast about it. But those are the places where the Lord's talking about. Then the end will come. Um, look at places that are where there's not a high Christian evangelical uh, presence, you know, and and go after those places. Ask the Lord because I know He's raising us up and sending a lot of us. A lot of you are not being sent. You're never going to be. You're, he's just not speaking that to you. Uh, you're regional, you're local, uh, and yeah. you are you are running your race and that's you're great. doing it with honor, yeah. and that's you're, you're right where he needs you to be. But some of you, if you're like us, uh, the Lord has put that in your heart, and there's been a longing to scratch that itch, so to speak. So go for it. Yeah, and last thing I want to say because it's been powerful for me is um, if you kind of want to know more about like what is a call like this on someone's life, go read. Um, one of the biographies or a book on these um, radical missionaries' life. 
it's super inspiring and like mind blowing that these people sacrifice their comforts yeah. in life. Like Reinhardt Bonnke, Reinhardt Bonnke, Hudson else? Taylor, Hudson Taylor, uh, the Corrine Ten Boom uh, yeah. lady. They're they're actually like Elizabeth Elliot. Reinhardt Bonnke is actually a really good one to read. Um, it's not harder. I mean, it's it's just it seems like it's fiction. It seems so bizarre that it seems fictional but it's not but anyway it's just um it's faith building too so not telling you to read that so that you'll want to go be that type of of a missionary it's really just faith faith building yeah um and then it just helps for you to understand like this great commission um and then like what you would be praying for as you were uh praying for being connected to a group that's that's out there like on the ground um you know like blake said thinking about the the families of some of the the major speakers and like what, you know, the sacrifices that they make so that there can be mm-hmm. those people in these areas. So anyway, yeah. that's And my so we're going to put the links to uh, the three, the three uh, movements that we have an eye on and look, look these up, look at these, uh, these organizations, look at what they're doing uh, and pray with them and pray about your involvement with them. So FAI Frontier Alliance International, uh, we love what they do. Uh, it's raw. It's real. Um, if you're sick of watching the news and wondering what's real, what's not, what to pay attention yeah. to, go go to these links that Blake is Frontier, talking about. Frontier Alliance International, they even have an app. Uh, Live Dead is the next one. And then uh, Open Doors USA, the Joshua Project. We'll put all the links in the, in the description below. But yeah, hey, the mandate is the same. It's always going to be the same. It's been the same for 2,000 years. Go preach the gospel to all nations, and then the end will come. So we want the end to come. we got to preach the gospel where it's not being preached. Bless you guys and have a good week. Amen. Amen.